Welcome to Mind Your Mind Speaks, a podcast series that brings together subject matter experts and community leaders to raise awareness, share resources, and inspire action through recorded conversations about mental well being topics. Today, we are talking with Steve Kleinrichert, an advocate for mental health and volunteer with the American Foundation for Suicide Prevention. Steve, welcome. Thank and you. please share with us a little bit about yourself and your family. Uh, thank you. I, again, Steve Kleinrichard is the name. I've been in the Cobb community now for about 16 years. Um, I'm married, two kids. And the reason I got involved with this issue is because we lost my youngest son August 27th in, in 2017. Um, we are a very active family and have been for years been active in the church. We've been active in uh, intramural sports uh, where I help to coach. Uh, we've been active in Taekwondo where both my boys earned black belts. Uh, we've been active in Boy Scouts uh, where I was a Boy Scout leader. Uh, so we're really out there in the community doing a lot of things and trying to help in the community as much as we could throughout our lives. Wonderful. Thank you, Steve. And with uh, Tyler's passing, is that when you became involved with the American Foundation of Suicide Prevention? That's exactly right. I had no idea that there was such a foundation even. And that led me to think that there needs to be a lot more awareness on this issue. Um, it's amazing, Irene, that um, I've been out in the community after the loss of Tyler and people approach me all the time with questions about suicide, uh, what happened, what they can do, that they're suffering themselves, our family member is suffering. Uh, and people just don't know about the resources. They don't know that there's support groups out there. Uh, they don't know about the AFSP or American Foundation for Suicide uh, Prevention. Uh, so I got involved starting with their out of the darkness walk and their out of the darkness walk is their major fundraiser each year um, and Georgia has a very active um, community in the walk and we have been known around the country as being either the third or fourth largest fundraiser in the country until this past year uh, we actually gained the number one spot um, so we feel like not only the fundraising is important, but getting the awareness out, it helps the fundraising, of course, but it's amazing how much help um, we can bring to people just by people being aware that there is something in place. A absolutely. Um, and that's, we have three goals with Mind Your Mind. It's to raise awareness, promote resiliency and reduce stigma. And it sounds like those three pillars align very well with the foundation's work as well. They definitely you do. Great. You talked about other resources that the foundation provides, and I'm interested in learning more about the Healing Conversations program. I think that's an area that you've just gotten involved in yourself. It is. That's a fantastic program. And you have to be a person who has experienced a loss of a loved one to get involved uh, in this um, uh, this part of the program, if you will. Um, and what happens is you have to be two years post 
And what they do is they match you up with somebody who has had a similar recent loss so that you can help guide them through the process of grieving, dealing with their, their private lives, dealing with neighbors, people that are asking questions that they may or may not want to answer, and just really guide them all the way through it. Now, um, I have actually done a lot of this stuff myself on my own before I started. Um, it's amazing to me the number of people that this affects. Um, suicide is one of the leading causes of death in youth, and of course, a lot of other people as well. Teens is number, number two uh, right now, and it's on the rise. Okay. Um, and even though I knew about suicide, I wasn't really affected by it personally until our loss of Tyler. And since that has happened, people have come up to me and they wanted to talk about their situation. And we've talked to so many people that were suffering and so many people that were scared for the kids in their family or another loved one in their family or a friend. And they just didn't know what resources were available for them, who to talk to. Um, and it's amazing. A lot of my personal close friends, I said, isn't that tough? You know, you just had a loss and now they're bringing another potential loss to you. Isn't that tough? Yes, it is. Yeah. But it's, it's also extremely rewarding when you can help somebody. And um, of course, I wouldn't trade Tyler's life for the world, um, you know, but with everything, there are some positive things that come of it. And we can track uh, a minimum of four lives that we actually saved uh, through connecting with people after the loss of Tyler and dozens of other people that we've had conversations and who knows uh, what would have happened. Wow. Wow. Thank you, Steve, for, for your work. You've already talked about the work that you do and um, supporting families and just talking with them, um, parents and caregivers who are worried about the, their, the children, the youth, the young people in their lives. What are some of the ways that a family member or friend, um, what are some ways that they could support their, the youth in their lives during a dark time? That's a, that's a great question because a lot of people just do not know what to do. And it's, and it's really pretty simple on the surface is just open yourself up to conversation and to listening and making sure that that person that is going through those dark times knows that they are loved and know that they bring value to the family or to the community, uh, maybe to a business, if it's in a business setting or to the school. Um, because a lot of people that are going through this process, they don't see their value. They've lost their way, they've lost their worth. And they just need somebody that's not going to bring the stigma into the conversation and listen. Uh, now, of course, most people aren't trained professionals. I'm, I'm not either. I, I took a course through the AFSP, Safe Talk, and it teaches you how to kind of bring somebody off the cliff a little bit and get them to a right resource so that they can get more professional help. And um, that's, that's key. And one of the key things is just, just listening, just be there, being available, uh, even going out of your way to be available, letting them know their value 
And if it's to that point, it does not hurt to even ask them, are you considering suicide? Um, suicide ideation doesn't come out of that question. It's either there or it's not. And you'll know right then and there whether they, they answer it to the positive that they are, you know there's some immediate need that is there. If they hesitate too much, uh, there's potential need and maybe digging a little bit deeper. But if they're not, they'll tell you. And that doesn't put that thought of suicide in their mind. So identifying that early, being frank in your conversation, but caring in the conversation as well is extremely important. I have heard that before, but it is certainly good to hear it um, stated so clearly and so eloquently, Steve. Thank you. I've heard suicide described as um, a, a loss of hope. And so what you just described in terms of reaching out to the person, letting them know that they're valued, that you're looking forward to seeing them tomorrow, those are all ways that you can give a person who might be struggling a raise of hope, right? To let them know that you are expecting to see them and that they hold value in, in your life and in whatever environment your paths cross with them. Absolutely, but don't stop at the single conversation. Keep coming back to it. Keep building that value and that worth and that feeling that they'll get that you wanna be there with them. You want them there um, because something about folks that go through the suicide, um, they talk to themselves about how worthless they are. So if they hear a single voice saying you're worthwhile, they're not necessarily hearing it immediately. Mm -hmm. So they need that reinforcement because they're telling themselves over and over again that they don't fit in or they don't have the value that they want or they're, they're making mistakes that make them uh, less desirable to somebody in their lives. Um, so they need that validation to continue. Uh, so important. Um, that's, I mean, the importance of positive, caring, appropriate relationships cannot be overstated, right? And it's not just one, it's, it's a series, absolutely. Well, Steve, we're almost out of time. If families were looking for resources to help them, um, can you point them in some directions? Um, is the foundation a good place to start? Absolutely it is. There's a lot of resources through the foundation. Uh, the AFSP website, you could just type in AFSP and it'll pop up for you. Um, there is resources for our survivors, uh, loss of, you know, there's resources for people that are going through an issue. There are resources for folks who have lost somebody. And there are resources for people who uh, maybe have survived a suicide attempt. Uh, it's a great place to start. And what they do is the same thing that I would be doing with the healing conversations is really a starting point. It's a launching place to get them to the right place to talk to people. Now, there's some other resources available out there that are very important. The AFSP does a lot of advocacy, both on a local and national level. And we've been able to get, through our fundraising here in Georgia, partly, um, the approval in Congress, U.S. Congress, of an emergency telephone number. 
and that's going to be 988. It's not active yet. So it's an easy number that people can go to. It's going through the funding process right now. Um, I've tried it myself, and I've heard others who have done it. They've called the 800 number, the helpline, which is great, but it's not always staffed correctly. So imagine if you are in a position where you're desperate, you call the 800 number, and I'll give it to you, 800-273-8255. It is important to have that. But if somebody doesn't answer, if they call back in another five minutes, there might be somebody there. Uh, with the 988 advocacy and the funding that's going on, hopefully that will be a, a problem that's gone. Um, there's also, you know, with this world of technology, um, there's a text that you can do. It's 741741. And you just type, you type that number and type in the word talk. And that's all it is. Somebody will text back to you and start a conversation. And those conversations can be life-saving. And uh, something that uh, actually you had introduced me to is an app for your phone. Um, so that app is really neat. It can be on somebody's phone who knows that they struggle or knows other people that struggle around them. It's my G-C-A-L. And that app gives you the quick resource to get a hold of somebody for help. Wonderful. And we know often that youth might feel a little more comfortable with texting or chatting with someone. So that gives them another avenue to reach out to someone. So. Absolutely. And it's important, I think, also to note, because you brought up stigma in the community of lost survivors. Stigma is kind of a dirty word. People are trying to do away with the stigma. And if somebody calls in for help, there's no judgment at all in this community. Wonderful. Well, Steve, we thank you so much for sharing your family's journey with us, for sharing these resources, and um, thank you so much for being a guest on Mind Your Mind Speaks. Thank you, Irene. Thank you for your work. I appreciate the time.